This is Hey Change, a podcast brought to you by me, Anne Therese, a model activist and co-founder of Role Models Management, an ethical talent agency on a mission to disrupt the industry and change the way we think about fashion, beauty, and society as a whole. I'm here to bring you inspiring change makers and new ideas on how we can live our lives in more sustainable, healthy, and compassionate ways. So, with that said, are you ready to jump on board the wave of change? Hey, and welcome back. Today I have another awesome person lined up for you, and her name is Britt. And I first met Britt when we were uh, planning a, a trip down to DC with the Model Mafia group here in New York. And we were going down to DC to march for climate change. And Britt and I ended up at the same table and also made a sign together that said, the oceans are rising, so are we. So we spent a day in DC together marching in this hot, humid weather in April speaking up for climate change and it really brought us closer together and we realized that we have a lot of things in common. So we stayed friends and of course I knew I wanted to have Britt on board on Hey Change because she's just so inspiring in very in many ways. And just to give you a background of who she is, Britt Bergmeister is an international model from Canada and also the co-founder of ODM ODC which stands for off-duty model, on-duty citizen. And with a background in fashion and a newfound obsession with sustainability, she combined her two passions into a company that aims to bring more sustainability to the fashion world. And ODM ODC is a brand and a website that shows you how to get that off-duty model look sustainably and with classic staples that never go out of style. And um, when she's not modeling or building her new company, Britt enjoys watching and playing basketball and, of course, frequent visit to all of New York's quirky and cozy coffee shops with friends. She's an avid traveler with an obsession for all things Japanese because she grew up in Tokyo and, like I said, also a close friend of mine. So without further ado, this is Britt Bergmeister. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm in Britt's apartment in the financial district. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just devoured a really delicious big meal. Yeah, big plate of salad. And you know what's funny is it wasn't even that big for me. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, it was big. But I'm yeah, that was that was really good though. I I usually eat more. I just been sick lately, so I feel like yeah, um, yeah, I can devour it was food. delicious regardless. Yeah, it Very was like good. a lot of yeah. tofu and sweet potatoes yeah. and. Mix of Healthy. best stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's not what we're here to talk about, but you can always start a conversation with food. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is going to lead me to the next question. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for it? Yeah. yeah. If you were a spice, which one would you be and why? So I cook with a lot of spices. I love um, garlic and um, ginger, salt and pepper, obviously. Um, but I think personality-wise... Well, I love cinnamon. I put it on. I can't have my coffee or my oats in the morning without it. Coffee, uh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of it, too. Wait, so you pour um, it in? in the mm-hmm. dump, like, Just on top. On I'll, top. But I'll put a lot of it on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I'd be cinnamon. Um, it's kind of sweet, a little spicy. I guess kind of a mix of my whole personality, if that makes any sense. So It's actually funny because so far people have said mainly cinnamon and cayenne. Mm, I'm like yeah. wondering, am I like, keep, do I keep interviewing the same kind of people? Or I mean, it might it's be. definitely a like-minded group you probably have as mm-hmm. your friend group and your um, connections and whatnot. But those are two easy ones. You know, I mean, I no one's so. going to say like oh, time yeah. or... 
garlic. Oregano. Yeah. <laughs> I love garlic, but I don't know if I want to beat the garlic. Stinky, yeah. Um, Fair point. Those are, yeah, I guess cayenne's kind of nice, too. I heard you're, that's you, right? Okay, you're cayenne. I like cinnamon, though. Yeah. And I like both. Spice, a little... Cinnamon's a little yeah. sweet too, which is nice. And you do like you say you attract like many people, so maybe I'm just hanging out with the same kind of squad. Yeah, would be an answer yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so Britt, tell us something cool about yourself. Um, let's see. <laughs> Everyone probably knows this because I call myself a Japanophile, which means someone who is obsessed. I think it's an actual word. I didn't just say it's it a word. <laughs> it's actually Nihonophile, which is in Japanese, but um. That's someone who obsessed, is obsessed with Japanese culture and all things Japanese. And since I grew up there, um, I do speak a little bit of Japanese. So that's kind of my Say hidden talent. Konnichiwa. Watashi no namae wa Britani desu. Dozo yoroshiku. That's just, hi, I'm Brit. Nice to meet you. Wow. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So that's <laughs> the thing. But again, everyone knows that because I like talk about Japan all the time. So it's probably not that... Um, you know, secret. Well, if anyone who doesn't know you, it's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, half deaf. No, I'm not So, wait, you, you grew up there. How, how old were you when you moved? I was 12 to 18. I was there oh. for my dad's job. We all moved over there. Awesome. That's yeah. a country I always wanted to go to. Oh, it's it's insane. I just mm-hmm. went back, actually, for the first time in five years, and I felt like I was right back at home. It's, it's organized chaos. The people are so nice. It's crazy, but it all... There's a nice flow to it there, the society and the culture the food everything about it is like incredible you should definitely go so what do you think is the biggest difference from like the western world oh man i mean i think they're like 10 years technologically advanced oh for really? sure yeah i mean they have like when i was there when i was 12 they had like hot coffee in the vending machines and uh, i mean you can get anything in a vending machine you can get men's t-shirts and razors and cigarettes and um so I think in that respect, there it's really different, but it's just so foreign too. Is there like an anti-social movement? Like people just don't want to interact with people, so you can get anything in a vending machine. I mean, that that might make sense. I don't, I don't know. I never really thought about. I'm it. just it's making just, assumptions. It's just I'm super not... convenient. Everything mm-hmm. is like super convenient there, but it's also hard because they don't speak a lot of English. Mm-hmm. We are definitely isolated. We you know we. The reason I'm probably not fluent in Japanese is because I went to an American school, all our friends are English, so in that regard, it's not as welcoming, I guess, Mm because they're very, like... Protective of their culture. Definitely. Cool. Interesting. Well, that was something cool, definitely. (laughs) Um, And you are a model, which is why I'm talking to you. Not why I'm talking to you, but how we know each other. Yeah. And you're currently signed with Next Worldwide. Mm -hmm. Yep. And... um, I know that some of your recent clients include like Urban Outfitters, Mister mm-hmm. Laudier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us a little bit. How is it like being a model? Um, it's awesome. I mean, I've been pursuing. I wanted to be a model ever since I was thirteen. I went into the agency every year in Toronto. My mother agent, Elmer Olson, and he wouldn't sign me until I moved back to, from Tokyo. Um, and finished high school, which at the time annoyed the crap out of me, but mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that I was able to like finish high school. I did a univer- a year of university, um, and then I think that really helped me. You know, I'm a sensitive person. I think if I were to start at even younger than 18, it would have been really hard for me. Um, but now I moved to New York shortly after I signed with Elmer, and it's been amazing. I've been able to travel to like so many different countries that I wouldn't have ever been into before. Um, 
and it's just it's a really cool creative process making art and fashion with like mm -hmm. a different group of people and coming together and it's such a collaborative effort and I like to that it's always different I don't go in and work with the same people I think I'd go crazy <laughs> like so I can always meet someone new. yeah it's nice to like work with new people every day um so that's kind of where I'm at now I've been doing it Five, five years in New York, full-time, and then uh, another year on top of that in Toronto. So I think it's interesting that you're bringing up the fact that you were older, that you really wanted to become a model at a young oh, age. Oh, because yeah. I think a lot of teenagers are stressing the fact that, oh, I need to go right now, not yeah. realizing they're not fully developed yet, like, not, like even mentally. Like I remember I had a dream when I was like 13. Yeah. Thank God I was actually 24 when I became a model because I have a whole new outlook on Such life and outlook. the world and everything. And I think it's easy to get consumed by the industry oh for sure I mean it's still very difficult for me um but I think having waited a bit um also I stress you know professionalism that's how I want to get re I want to get rebooked I show up early I I'm very well rested the night before I take care of my body my skin um maybe I wouldn't have had those priorities if I started right. early I want to be the girl that people want to rebook and want to mm -hmm. work with and they know that working with me is going to be an easy job mm -hmm. so that's kind of um how i went into it later on i'm like okay i'm starting later but i'm not going to be the new face that they have to hold their hand hold my hand for a while and i think um, it's really important to say this if anyone who's listening it wants to become a model mm -hmm. it's easy to think that someone is going to just discover you and then pick you up and do everything for you but as a model most of the times you're just completely on your own totally you're yeah. being sent to castings on your yeah. own and yeah. you have to become your own brand and know mm -hmm. how to represent yourself like every day becomes a job made of you because exactly. you have to show up looking great and yeah. giving a great smile yeah good personality mm -hmm. and be professional exactly and that's actually a big part of the job because if you don't you're not going to get booked there's so many gorgeous so people many, on this planet yeah, it's such a competitive yeah industry so if you can like do your part in showing up so they don't have to worry about you know if you're gonna be hungover or whatever you right. know i've never been hungover for a job so that's kind of um how i go about it and how i hope to strive for longevity with it mm -hmm. um, and keep going as long as i can great yeah. and i mean again I don't know how models back in the days did it because I know it's been changing a lot. Like every time I meet any model on set, they're always like eating a lot of food and taking care of themselves, sleeping yeah. well. Yeah. I think what I've heard, there used to be a time where, you know, it was like parties and starving yourself. Like yeah. it's a very exhausting job in itself. Oh, I did yeah. not know how they did it. I know. You know, I, I, it's... I mean, there's still girls like that. And granted, I say, you know, people want to work with girls who are professional, but sometimes those badass girls who do whatever they want that's a cool look too and they'll mm -hmm. get booked for that but you just can't compare yourself to anyone right you have to believe in your own values and trust the process and know that you're gonna get booked for a reason whoever, exactly you know whoever fits you better yeah yeah that's so great. yeah awesome mm -hmm. um and people keep talking about how like how bad a modeling industry can be yeah and i think we we don't have to dip into that because it's just been so <laughs> overwhelming in media and stuff yes. so please tell us something awesome that this job has taught you that you can be very um, grateful for all right so obviously it can be very tough on your well-being i've had many a few breakdowns but it gives you thicker skin i mean we're thrown out into a world into the world at such a young age even 18 like i was financially independent at 18 that's a lot younger than i would have been if mm -hmm. i stayed in school um but i know how to do my taxes and i've say i save way over half my money I have investments so I think it's cool that modeling 
enables you to get a better street smart um, and you learn how to interact with people. I think I'm really well-rounded in that respect. Maybe, um, you know, I did leave school early, so sometimes I feel like a little dumb or whatever in front of my friends <laughs> who stayed in school. But a lot of them don't even know if what they went to school for is what they want to do full-time. Yeah. So I think I use my opportunity as a model um, while I'm young. I'm going to do it as long as I can. It's built... Um, it's given me a lot of thick, it's given me thicker skin and it's taught me so many lessons that I don't think I would have learned right away or as soon as I did. It's like um, the school of life. Yeah, right. yeah. It, you're just thrown out there and you're kind of... Um, have to make it happen. You got, you have to make it happen mm -hmm. for sure. Great. Yeah. And since you're tapping into the next part of your life, mm -hmm. I know you more than just a gorgeous face. <laughs> And that you recently started your own business, which is ODMODZ. I'm finally starting to get it yes, right. Yes, <laughs> it's hard. It's uh, that's what's so frustrating with trademarking is ODM is oh, no. taken, ODC is taken. Mm -hmm. It's so, all taken. So we had what does it stand for? All right, so um, ODM ODC it stands for Off Duty Model On Duty Citizen, and this is kind of my way of taking what I've learned from modeling and transforming that into something positive. So you know, after five years of modeling in New York. I still love what I do, but it was beginning to feel just a little bit unfulfilling. You know, like I had girls messaging me on my inbox a lot, um, girls who want to model. They're like, oh, you're so pretty. What do you, what's your workout routine? What do you eat? You're so thin. I'm like, oh, if there's another way they could look up to me, like I don't want them to, you know, starve themselves or think they have to do that or whatever. So, you know, it started, um, I did an online course in nutrition, so I got really into health food eating and um, helping girls with that. But then slowly it transitioned into um, a new passion for sustainability. Just once I started learning more about it, I was like, oh, this is this is a cool thing. This is what where I can take what I've learned in modeling and make a company and do something positive for that, for girls, for our industry, um, for my peers. So with my mom, we started ODM ODC, Off-Duty Model, On-Duty Citizen. Um, and I love it, by the way. I think thank it's you. Genius. It's, thank you. I'm, I'm glad. It, once you get it, it, mm -hmm. it clicks. It just takes a little time. But um, it's a sustainable website and blog to help women achieve this model off-duty look. So whatever you and I wear when we're just walking down the street, blue jeans, black tank top, it's kind of the simple, stylish basics that never really go out of style. So we sell clothes from ethical companies that have this off-duty off look. Um, and in addition, there's a blog where I talk about all facets of my off-duty life. So there's, I blog about sustainability and fashion, health and wellness, nutrition again. Um, and then I showcase my model friends, like, mm -hmm. like you, what you're up to, um, what the ODMs, so what you're doing when you're off-duty um, that you're passionate about beyond modeling. Because I think it's such a cool network we have, and there's so many girls doing other cool projects that are really motivating. So I want to share that and just show we're not these pretty little faces that, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're the questions that we don't get asked. Right. So instead of what we're asked, That we want to speak do, and just like, please just ask that yeah, one question. Yeah, just share it. ask me what I'm passionate about or, um, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where it's at right now. And I think that to just sway off from the script or whatever yeah. we're talking yeah. about. I love the fact, and I think that's what I'm trying to do too with my podcast, is mm -hmm. all that serious sum game about like winning and losing and, you know, you can't, you know, I need to be the one who's taking over the scene. Yeah. That's so like, 
way behind like yeah. i think today especially women we want to empower each other and like bring each other up totally like oh you're doing such cool things like it might even be similar to what i'm doing exactly but it's- like instead of like putting each other down how can we help each other shine and grow instead and become a community of like really go-getters yeah and a lot of us have a a bigger platform than i might have you know so we can use that to like spread even more awareness and i'm aware so many other people are doing sustainable basics and trying to sell that you know Mm -hmm. but i'm my little niche is the off-duty look and then there's so much room though especially for sustainability that Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if 10 people are doing the same thing it all needs to be done sustainably so that's how um that's how i justify we all need to push this movement (laughs) exactly exactly so how how does it um how is it that you first came into like the whole sustainable conscious fashion like when did it click for you yeah that that was kind of funny so my mom my business partner is an insomniac she's just always thinking of cool new projects to do she made an app for models to track their finances she's always um, coming up with these projects for me so she came up with an idea for a model off duty look we we're gonna call it mod um was not gonna be sustainable i didn't even know what sustainable was this mm-hmm. was a couple years ago um and we had a factory in china who could produce our own line of basics um and we were going with it and then i don't know maybe a couple weeks after we kind of conceptualized everything cameron russell our model activist friend had a little get-together of models um, in New York. And just to kind of, it was a safe space for us to talk about the industry, maybe stuff outside the industry, what we're passionate about. What she was sharing with us um, was how dirty fashion is. And her way of um, combating that was using her powerful following she has and talking about it and sharing what she knew about sustainability and fashion. I had no idea fashion was the second dirtiest industry mm-hmm. after oil. It's mind-blowing. Oh, my gosh. It was just like, okay, I cannot and I will not let myself do this company unsustainably. This is my way, and that's kind of how it came into the more fulfilling aspect as well. This is my way of um, using what I've learned in fashion, what I continue to learn in fashion, and doing something positive with that. Um So, that being said, sustainability is relatively new to me, you know, I launched this company this past January, um, and prior to that, the year before, I was, I couldn't even tell you the difference between sustainable and ethical fashion, you know, Mm -hmm. so it was like, it was a crazy learning curve, and it still is, and I learn more and more about it each day, but if I didn't start and I didn't do it when I did, I would never have launched, you know, and I think it's important to um, share what I'm learning along the way, let everyone know I'm not perfect, mm-hmm. I'm not um, a sustainability expert, but I'm doing what I can and like here's how you can do what you can as well. I think we talked about this before mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I feel the same way when I first became vegan. Um, I still, I was still learning as I yeah. was like, you know, trying to make this movement or like inspiring other people as well. And then I realized, oh, wait, wait a second, I'm eating right, but what about the clothes I'm wearing? Like, it's always a constant learning. So much um, so. You know, just acquiring new skill sets and also being like open to the fact that there are different ways of being and exactly. there's so many things still that I don't know about. But that doesn't mean that we have to wait until we know it all to start. Yeah, you, you can't know everything. You also right. can't 
um, get down on your peers for not living like you do. You mm-hmm. know, I'll, I'll try and get my friends to recycle or buy sustainably, but they're not going to do it exactly how I do it. Right. But um, it's just baby steps, exactly. you know, and being transparent about it all throughout the whole And I process. think that's so important to remember for anyone wanting to make, you know, improvements in their lives. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to exactly. be perfect. Yeah. And you don't even have, like, share your story and say, like, I don't do it perfectly, but at least I'm trying and do what I can on my end. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you even start a company, a sustainable company. <laughs> and you're like, I just found out about this, but, you know, I, I'm not going to accept the, the way the world is, and I'm going to change it, and this exactly. is how I'm going to do it. Well, that, and that's why I was kind of nervous about it. I was like, oh, God, everyone's going to call me out, um, call me out early on. Like, what, you're wearing a leather jacket. What the hell, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I'm wearing a leather jacket, but I've had it for, like, 10 years. It's my favorite leather jacket. Right. So, <laughs> screw off. But, um, no, it's, it's, if I did, like I said, if I didn't do it when I did, I'd always be waiting for the perfect moment mm-hmm. to, like, launch it. And that being said, it still wouldn't have been launched if I was waiting for that. I'm still right. learning so much. But it's all about surrounding yourself with like-minded people, getting yourself out there, um, networking is so helpful, um, and just being open to learning new things. And sometimes also just speak up, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. Not be afraid of the fact that me saying this right now is going to put me like in that weirder position, like yeah. I'm, I'm going to be different than other people, Yeah. but if no one is ever different, how can we ever We're make not any gonna, change? Exactly. So, and I think most of the time people are like in awe and like inspired by the fact that someone can be different. So we just have to make that bold move. Exactly. To, yeah. to just do it. Um, right. And also what you said about the leather jacket, because I keep thinking that like I'm always struggling, like, can I really wear this? Because it's not really sustainable. But I got it years ago. There's nothing sustainable about getting rid of your, all of your whole exactly. closet. Like you bought the clothes, now yeah. use it. Like I think... Yeah. What really has to happen is a shift in mindset mm-hmm. within the consumer. Mm-hmm. You know, if you buy something, use it. Exactly. Be proud of that product. Exactly. You know, if you want to wear a dress twice in a rose party, then do it. You know, yeah. it's like, don't, I think we need to just change the way about what's cool. Yeah. And it's just about being aware of all your actions too. I used to mindlessly shop mm-hmm. and buy things without even thinking about where they're from, where they were made, where the materials are from. So now having that mindset, obviously I shop a lot less, but you know, if I want something, I'll do my research. I'll try and make sure they're sustainable as possible. Um, but when it comes down to it, a lot of it is just reusing what you have. Yeah. Finding new purposes and mm-hmm. things and loving absolutely everything you have in your closet. And I know you just recently did like a clothing swap, right? I did. Which yeah. Is so much fun. That was really fun. We, um, through my friend or two of my friends, we started at my place. We had like coffee and breakfast at my place, went through my closet they chose things they wanted, which was nothing because, <laughs> you know, we were all about, like, consuming less, so we didn't even want to, like, take anything else. Um, and then we had lunch at my friend's place in um, Bushwick, so you're kind of, like, seeing a new area as well, mm-hmm. which was fun. Went through her closet, and then we ended in Williamsburg at my last friend's place. Um, and it was fun. We have a big pile of donations that we're going to each give to a different charity. It was great. Um, got some stuff for ourselves mm-hmm. from each other's closets. It was really fun. So that is a tip for like a good girl day. Or yeah, girl it night. was such a good girl day. It yeah. was so much fun. Just go through each other's closets exactly. and pick whatever you want. Yeah, we had like music and um, sweet green and coffees and it was really nice. Amazing. Yeah. I can do that too. Yeah. Okay, so what is your own best sustainability tip? Um. Oh gosh, there's so many little ones. I mean... I bring Tupperware a lot if I'm traveling, just so I can like reduce on the plastic. Um, I mean, it helps save money. Mm-hmm. It helps 
you stay healthy and just reduce all the plastic um, bowls and stuff. Um, I have like forks and knives in almost all my purses. Thank you. I'm <laughs> just not the in only case, one. <laughs> yeah. Just in case, I get a little hungry. Um, what else? Wait, just to clarify, why it's yeah. important to bring it around though? Just because, well, one as a model, like I'm always going to the last casting, and um, sometimes I'll not have time to like stop for lunch or make my own lunch. So I'll have instead of like um, buying. Uh, or sorry, having to use plastic forks, I will just use my own metal fork because mm-hmm. they just don't get recycled and it no, goes in don't. our landfill. The plastic takes forever to, um, or just, yeah, it doesn't. Did you know that all the plastics ever been produced still exist on the planet? I, that would since, since plastic was first invented. Oh my God. How scary is That's that? Exactly. Like, so we see, need to I didn't stop. know that. We need, to, we need to stop consuming plastic. That's yeah, just, exactly. That's it. Yeah. So, um, that's definitely a helpful one. You know, same with straws and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't usually use straws. Um, and I think it's that's a really good point. Like, that's a great um, tip because I say it all the time too. It's just people don't realize how big of an impact it is to those small, tiny adjustments. Like, mm-hmm. just turning down a straw exactly. or a plastic fork. Like, exactly. in the end, it makes for a huge difference. It totally does. And you yeah. need to remember that. Yeah. It's kind of like, same with, like, finances and... I calculated last year how much I was spending on coffees a day. At the time, $5, okay, it's a little expensive, but you just kind of mindlessly spend money on it. Um, But then when it adds up, you're like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm spending like $1,200 a year on coffee or something crazy. That's just insane. Yeah, it's insane. So it's kind of a similar Mm -hmm. similar principle. And we have so many people on the planet too, so just calculate that by what? How many billions? It's so, I can't even... I know. Think about it's it. Scary. So Let's go there. Let's not. Let's not go yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. So share something about yourself that you know you could be better at, like a little secret of some sort. Mm. I would say not caring so much what people think. Mm-hmm. I know I said earlier that this industry helped me have a thicker skin, which definitely did. But I need to be more confident in myself. For sure. I second guess myself a lot. I'll ask my boyfriend, friends, and mom like what I do before cer- certain situation, mm-hmm. and I need to just learn to take control of my own feelings and my gut um, and trust the process. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of funny and cheesy, but I just need to like no, trust myself more. It's, it's so important to remember. Yeah. And I think also, uh, I think we both, we, we met up like a week ago. I'd had a terrible weekend for some reason. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. like, I think it was hormones. We both like started oh, hormones. Yeah. All the time. And then it was like, it was raining. Let's meet for matcha latte yeah. in Soho. Yeah. And we sat and talked. And I think we both been away from our boyfriends or something. Mm-hmm. And you were like, when I'm in that mood, it's it's scary. But I post a picture on Instagram and just um, the likes I get. It's just making me feel better. Yeah. And that is kind it's, of sad in itself. But it it's is. true. It's so scary what social media has done to us. I think it's good I'm aware of it. But if I'm in like a bad mood or I'm not confident in myself or whatever boom I'll put up a picture get a hundred likes or whatever and it makes me feel better and that's mm-hmm. so awful that's and so there's people bad. who probably don't even know exactly yeah. so I need to I mean and I have and I know ways I can make myself happy and believe in myself and be more confident and stuff and that's by surrounding myself with like-minded people and friends and getting outside usually like when I'm in those instances where I'll rely on social media for my happiness god that sounds so awful <laughs> we all there girl you know but you're inside it's raining you've been inside all week probably you just need to get out do something that makes you happy um and then you'll 
realize that you don't have to, you know, if right now when we're talking, I haven't thought about checking my Instagram once, mm-hmm. but it, it, in any other circumstance, I would have checked it like 20 times yeah. by now, you know? So Did you know actually that's a drug that's worse than like sugar and cocaine? Oh, I, I'm sure of it. I'm sure. Because nowadays people cannot be without their phone. Like it's an... It's a drug. Yep, I, I try. Like, I'll start the day, be like, uh-huh. okay, you can't check your Instagram, and I'll, I'll I literally have not gone a day without mm-hmm. checking it. It's, yeah, and I mean, also, I think it's very important because uh, what you're saying right now, because you're obviously like, you know, a professional model, and right? That's that does make it a little bit different, I think. Cause no, I but I think what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. um, of course, share your story too. Mm-hmm, but like, mm-hmm. it's so easy for girls in general, like, to look up to models or actresses mm-hmm. or like oh if I can just be as beautiful have the perfect skin or like be as skinny and whatever yeah. I'll be so happy mm. and what we forget is like that's not what gives you happiness you yeah. know we all going through the same hormones exactly of the month yeah. we all like struggling with approval from our boyfriend or friends or knowing you know we're all stressing out about our looks which is sad yeah and like what are you saying like what really makes you happy get out there go running do yeah. something do some kind of activity yeah because we live in a world where it's so easy to compare ourselves to other people due to yeah. social media exactly and if we always if we always live in comparison to other people we're never going to be happy because mm-hmm. it's always going to be someone who's like more beautiful mm-hmm. or richer or have a better whatever car or a greater house like yeah. we need to stop looking at the world from that kind of lens yeah definitely and find happy here now mm-hmm. it's now it's really getting cheesy no i it's so true though it's so true you really have to just break it down into simple terms and explain it like that because um you give yourself your own happiness you know you can't really rely on other people mm-hmm. for that reason so it's important to just check it every now and then and um try and realize just refocus and um remind yourself where you're at how you got there Mm-hmm. You're, you're your own best self you know yeah. so. okay so since we're about to wrap up mm-hmm. I want to finish off with my final three okay are you ready for them yep okay yep. why do you think that change is important oh man <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so hard for me to be open to change um, I just I think I used to be such a flexible person mm-hmm. before modeling and then once I started and I started getting my... So models usually get their schedule the night before around 6 p.m. for the next day, mm-hmm. which makes planning impossible. I mean, you can tell your friends, sure, I'll come to your birthday, but you I'll have know. to confirm with you the night before. Luckily, most of my friends and my boyfriend, thank God, are super um, accepting of that. But once... So once I started modeling and I had that work, work-life work balance... Um, or work schedule, I guess, um, it made work-life balance quite difficult. And so anytime I was off-duty and not working, I would plan down to the second what I was doing, which made vacations embarrassing. Like, it was so hard for me to go on a vacation with my boyfriend. I had all these plans. I had five restaurant options for us <laughs> that night, and I still do this a little bit. I I'm had... Like, don't share oh, the secret now. I know, I know. I, like... It's so, so I'll have these plans, but then if things didn't go according to plan, I would get mad. Mm. Be like, you don't want to eat Mexican tonight, but I booked this Mexican restaurant at 7, 15 p.m. You're not hungry now. We have to be hungry now. And, he, and I was like, okay, I'm literally crazy. This is insane. But I think it definitely stemmed from having a work schedule that I couldn't control anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I've learned 
from honestly listening to your podcast amongst other things, but it's good. It's fine to have those plans, but just be open to change. And our, my happiness, my, me and my boyfriend, we're so much happier. He loves having these plans and he's super thankful that I'm doing that. But if I'm like, okay, we're not hungry now. You know what? Let's just go to a different restaurant later mm-hmm. on. The night goes so much better. I know. And even with modeling, I, I, um, I had a job a couple months ago, and I was at work, so I wasn't going to get out of work until 6 or 7, p- or no, 5 or 6 p.m. I had a, um, it was noon, I had no luggage obviously on me, and I got a call that I had a flight that night out from, at 7 p.m. So I had no time to go home or anything. Um, I went to Dwayne Reed, got a bag of granny panties and re- toothbrush, <laughs> and I just went to Miami with nothing on me, and normally I think few years when I just started modeling that would have killed me I would have been crying and freaking out I was like oh this is so nice I don't have to worry about baggage fees or anything like that I'm so carefree and I think that was that came from me being flexible with um, the change that occurred Mm -hmm. that day in my schedule so it's it's good to be open to change good things happen yeah because sometimes you can't control it anyways so if you're trying to always work against the forces it's just like i say you're going to be unhappy you'll start a fight yeah i mean i can share similar stories with my boyfriend he's like trees why would you plan or you know one free day i'm like well we have to be there three o'clock actually this weekend our shared roommate james he's like damn it arthur you need to be there three o'clock how how can you not get that i'm like yeah, we need to leave now so we can go up to the Upper West Side and then be back in Chelsea by 3, 3 p.m. He's, oh he's, and he's like, driving me crazy, but yep. I still love you. Yeah, yeah. So it. I know really, exactly where you're coming oh from. Oh, my God. Even this past weekend, like, I booked, like, oh, God, I booked so many restaurants and bars and all this stuff. Um, and we only maybe did one of those things because it didn't align with what mm-hmm. we felt like at that moment, but it was fine. It all worked out. Good. So yeah. learning. Great. <laughs> I'm trying. So if you look at it from like a bigger picture, yeah. um, why do you think change in general is so hard for people? And what is some advice you wish to give? Mm. I think um, we're just humans of habit. You know, we don't like to uh, break routines. Why would we do something that puts us out of our comfort zone if it might not work out or if it won't be as good as when we started, you know? I think um, personality-wise, or no, let me go back a bit. I think it's difficult to grow if you're not open to change and putting yourself yourself outside your comfort zone. Um, My boyfriend always tells me if I'm comfortable, I'm not moving forward. So I always am trying to put myself in that... um, in the next situation that'll hopefully get me bigger, better things. Um, and I have to be open to it working or not, mm-hmm. you know, but personality wise, I don't think I would ever evolve if I didn't change. You have to be, um, I mean, I don't want to say flexible again, but just how can, how else can I say it? Um, hmm. You just have to be open to breaking your routine Mm -hmm. and knowing that something bigger and better could come from it and being okay if nothing doesn't. And maybe sometimes being okay with taking that a comfortable conversation or, yeah, it's, it's so important. Like I said, you're just going to remain static if, Mm -hmm. if you do. Mm -hmm. And some people like that. They like being comfortable knowing what's going to come, um, whether it be for a job, you know, they like their job. They don't want to 
ask for a promotion so they might never get it, but they won't learn until they try or they ask for it. So just go out there and be hungry. Yes, always be hungry because mm-hmm. there's so many other people that are going to be hungrier. And if you just wait for it, it's never going to mm-hmm. come to you. True. So um, my final third question. Yeah. And this is about my own word, which is retruthing. Yeah. That I made up. Mm-hmm. And basically, it. thank you. Uh, it means just being open to new ways of thinking and acting and being so that we can find ourselves moving into more loving, sustainable, and compassionate futures. Mm-hmm. Like just retruthing how we think about life in mm. all aspects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very broad, but if you were yeah. to retruth one thing right now, what would that be? Um, I think it kind of stems off the last question a bit basically just to trust your instincts trust your process know where you're at in life it's because it's it's all from what you've done you know Mm -hmm. so um if you have a positive outlook and you're open to change and you love yourself endlessly um you can live up to your utmost potential that way so to trust your instincts and trust yourself and only rely on yourself so like just to um I know, so I, I get it. That. Yeah, no, no. So it, if we retruthing, the one thing retruthing is that you should always be rational, but sometimes maybe trusting your inner guidance is like going to take you? Or Yes. I think just... Hmm, it's, it's hard to word into a specific... I guess just to rely and love yourself. Rely on yourself and love yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can be... You know, instead of relying on your friends to make you happy or your boyfriend to make you happy, you have the power to do that. And if you're trusting yourself and your instincts in the process, you can get bigger, better things. And you will, sense? yeah, you will attract the people. You yeah, exactly. In your life, I think exactly. Like, I don't want to say like only trust yourself and love yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, it also totally depends on the people you surround yourself with. I guess just don't rely on others to get you things. Mm-hmm. Look at where you've you've come. You know, I've come to New York. It was always a goal of mine to come to New York. I did that for myself, you know, and mm-hmm. I I trusted myself. I put myself out there, and ultimately it was um, trusting myself and believing in myself that got me here. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right, um, Britt, thank you so much. Thank you. This, this time is so for my first podcast. Exciting. Thank you so much. It's always the first with something, right? Yeah. Um, so just to finish off, mm-hmm. if you can make anything happen within the next five weeks, and I mean anything, mm. like just say like you have the world at your fingertips, like yeah. whatever you you know wish for right now that will happen, um, what would it be? I would say if it was up to me just doing my own line for ODM, ODC, a line of sustainable basics. I've been working on it for almost a year. So I'd like to get that rolling in, get it going. So wait for it. It's coming. Yeah, it's, it's coming. (laughs) Um, so yeah, just getting that out there, getting that ball rolling. It's hard. Once I get started though, I think I could do it. Oh yeah. You learn along the way. Yeah. That's what you do. And you'll have to wear it. I will out. wear it. I'm wearing your <laughs> water bottle everywhere I go. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. We did the water. That was good. That was mm-hmm. a good start. But I, I want I want more. <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's, just, it's a journey. You know? it, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so before we, you know, say goodbye, where can we find me? Find you? Where can we? Um, well, my Instagram is social media. Mm-hmm. Or, um, social media, it's Britt Bergmeister, B-R-I-T-T. 
B-E-R-G-M-E-I-S-T-E-R. And then ODMODC is um, my other one, at ODMODC. Um, and for my website, if you want to look into it a little bit more, it's www.odmodc.com. Great. Thanks for tuning in. And if you have any questions or ideas for this pod, please send me an email to annetherese at rulemodelsmanagement.com. That's rulemodelsmgmt.com. And if you or anyone in your surroundings want to be a role model, please check out our submissions page at www.rulemodelsmgmt.com. And then, last but not least, please find a minute to head over to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you again soon.